Hello and welcome to New Creation Common Prayer. Today we are called to worship with the first part of Psalm 105, verses 1 through 22. Give thanks to the Lord, call upon his name, make his deeds known to all people, sing to God, sing praises to the Lord, dwell on all his wondrous works, give praise to God's holy name. Let the hearts rejoice of all those seeking the Lord. Pursue the Lord and his strength. Seek his face always. Remember the wondrous works he has done, all his marvelous works, and the justice he declared. You who are the offspring of Abraham, his servant, and the children of Jacob, his chosen ones, the Lord, he is our God. His justice is everywhere throughout the whole world. God remembers his covenant forever the word he commanded to a thousand generations, which he made with Abraham, the solemn pledge he swore to Isaac. God set it up as binding law for Jacob, as an eternal covenant for Israel, promising, I hereby give you the land of Canaan as your allotted inheritance. When they were few in number, insignificant, just immigrants, wandering from nation to nation, from one kingdom to the next, God didn't let anyone oppress them. God punished kings for their sake. Don't touch my anointed ones. Don't harm my prophets. When God called for a famine in the land, destroying every source of food, he sent a man ahead of them who was sold as a slave. It was Joseph. Joseph's feet hurt in his shackles. His neck was in an iron collar. Until what he predicted actually happened. Until what the Lord had said proved him true. The king sent for Joseph and set him free. The ruler of many people released him. The king made Joseph master of his house and ruler over everything he owned to make sure his princes acted according to his will and to teach wisdom to his advisors. Today's Old Testament reading comes from the book of Judges, chapter 14, verses 1 through 19. Samson traveled down to Timnah. While he was in Timnah, a Philistine woman caught his eye. He went back home and told his father and mother, A Philistine woman in Timnah caught my eye. Now get her for me as a wife. But his father and mother replied to him, Is there no woman among your own relatives or among all our people that you have to go get a wife from the uncircumcised Philistines? Yet Samson said to his father, Get her for me, because she's the one I want. His father and mother didn't know what the, that the Lord was behind this. He was looking for an opening with the Philistines, because they were ruling over Israel at that time. Then Samson traveled down to Timnah with his father and mother. When he came to the vineyards in Timnah, suddenly a lone young lion came roaring to meet him. The Lord's spirit rushed over him, and he tore the lion apart with his bare hands, as one might tear apart a young goat. But he didn't tell his father or mother what he had done. Then he traveled down and talked with the woman. She was the one Samson wanted. After a while, he came back again to marry her. He turned aside to look at the lion's remains, and there was a swarm of bees with honey inside the lion's skeleton. He scooped the honey into his hands, eating it as he continued along. When he got to his father and mother, he gave son to them, and they too ate it. But he didn't tell them that he had scooped the honey from the lion's skeleton. 
His father traveled down to the woman, and Samson put on a feast there, as was the custom for young men. When the townspeople saw him, they selected thirty companions to be with him. Then Samson said to them, Let me tell you a riddle. If you can figure it out and tell me the answer within seven days of the feast, I'll give you thirty linen robes and thirty sets of clothes. But if you can't tell me the answer, then it's you who have to give me thirty linen robes and thirty sets of clothes. And they replied to him, Tell your riddle. Let's hear it. He said to them, Out of the eater there came something to eat. Out of the strong came something sweet. For three days they couldn't tell the answer to the riddle. On the fourth day they said to Samson's wife, Wife, seduce your husband so he'll tell us the answer to the riddle, or else we'll set fire to you and your household. We Were we invited here just to become poor? So Samson's wife cried on his shoulder and said, You hate me, you don't love me, you told a riddle to my people but didn't tell me the answer. He replied to her, Look, I haven't even told the answer to my father and mother, why should I tell you? But she cried on his shoulder for the rest of the seven days of the feast. Finally, on the seventh day, he told her the answer, for she had nagged him. And she told her people the answer to the riddle. So on the seventh day, before the sunset, the townspeople said to him, What's sweeter than honey? What's stronger than a lion? He replied to them, If you hadn't plowed with my heifer, you wouldn't have figured out my riddle. Then the Lord's spirit rushed over him, and he went down to Ashkelon. He killed thirty of their men, stripped them of their gear, and gave the sets of clothes to the ones who he had told the answer of the riddle. In anger, he went back up to his father's household. Today's New Testament reading comes from the book of Acts, chapter 6, verse 15, through chapter 7, verse 16. Everyone seated in the council stared at Stephen, and they saw that his face was radiant, just like an angel's. The high priest asked, Are these accusations true? Stephen responded, Brothers and sisters, listen to me. Our glorious God appeared to our ancestor Abraham while he was still in Mesopotamia, before he settled in Haran. God told him, Leave your homeland and kin, and go to the land that I will show you. So Abraham left the land of the Chaldeans and settled in Haran. After Abraham's father died, God had him resettle in this land where you now live. God didn't give him an inheritance here, not even a square foot of land. However, God did promise to give the land as his possession to him and to his descendants, even though Abraham had no child. God put it this way, his descendants will be strangers in a land that belonged to others who will enslave them and abuse them for 400 years. And I will condemn the nation they serve as slaves, God said, and afterward they will leave that land and serve me in this place. God gave him the covenant confirmed through circumcision. Accordingly, eight days after Isaac's birth, Abraham circumcised him. Isaac did the same with Jacob and Jacob with the 12 patriarchs. Because the patriarchs were jealous of Joseph, they sold him into slavery in Egypt. God was with him, however, and rescued him from all his troubles. The grace and wisdom he gave Joseph were recognized by Pharaoh, king of Egypt, who appointed him ruler over Egypt and over his whole palace. A famine came up upon all Egypt and Canaan, and great hardship came with it. Our ancestors had nothing to eat. 
When Jacob heard there was grain in Egypt, he sent our ancestors there for the first time. During their second visit, Joseph told his brothers who he was, and Pharaoh learned about Joseph's family. Joseph sent for his father Jacob and all his relatives, 75 in all, and invited them to live with him. So Jacob went down to Egypt, where he and our ancestors died. Their bodies were brought back to Shechem and placed in the tomb that Abraham had purchased for a certain sum of money from Hamor's children, who lived in Shechem. Today's Gospel reading comes from the Gospel of John, chapter 4, verses 27 through 42. Just then, Jesus' disciples arrived and were shocked that he was talking with a woman. But no one asked, what do you want, or why are you talking with her? The woman put down her water jar and went into the city. She said to the people, come and see a man who has told me everything I've done. Could this man be the Christ? They left the city and were on their way to see Jesus. In the meantime, the disciples spoke to Jesus, saying, Rabbi, eat. Jesus said to them, I have food to eat that you don't know about. The disciples asked each other, has someone brought him food? Jesus said to them, I am fed by doing the will of the one who sent me and by completing his work. Don't you have a saying, four more months and then it's time for harvest? Look, I tell you, open your eyes and notice that the fields are already ripe for the harvest. Those who harvest are receiving their pay and gathering fruit for eternal life so that those who sow and those who harvest can celebrate together. This is a true saying that one sows and another harvests. I have sent you to harvest what you didn't work hard for. Others worked hard and you will share in their hard work. Many Samaritans in that city believed in Jesus because of the woman's word when, he, when she testified, he's told me everything I've ever done. So when the Samaritans came to Jesus, they asked him to stay with them. And he stayed there two days. Many more believed because of his word. And they said to the woman, We no longer believe because of what you said, for we have heard for ourselves and know that this one is truly the Savior of the world. I could sing these songs as I often do, but every song must end, and you never do. So I throw up my hands, praise you again and again. All that I have is a hallelujah, hallelujah, and I know 
it's not much, but I've nothing else fit for a king. Except for a heart singing Alleluia, Alleluia. I've got one response. I've got once one move with my arms stretched wide I will worship you so I throw up my hands and praise you again and again cause all that I have is a singing Alleluia Alleluia So come on my soul Oh don't you get shy on me Lift up your song Cause you've got a lion Inside of those lungs Get up and praise the Lord. Oh, come on, my soul. Oh, don't you get shy on me. Lift up your song. Cause you got a lion inside of those lungs. Get up and praise the Lord. Come on, my soul. You can't shy on me, lift up your song, cause you got a lion inside of those lungs.
The Nicene Creed is a statement of Christian faith that goes back all the way to the year 325. It is a recitation of the common faith among all Christians about the triune God, the world, the church, and our future hope. It holds a special place among Christian creeds of faith as the only creed that has been affirmed by the Protestant, Catholic, and Eastern Orthodox branches of Christianity. If you know it, feel free to recite it along with me. If not, take this opportunity to listen to the core of our faith that has been handed down to us for nearly 2,000 years. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation he came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit he became incarnate from the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father. With the Father and the Son, he is worshiped and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church, we acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. And now let us enter into a time of prayer for ourselves, our community, and the whole world. I invite you, wherever you're joining with us, to lift up your prayers, either out loud or silently, wherever you are today. Let's pray. Lord, we pray for your church, both our local congregation and the church worldwide. Help us to be unified in our mission today and to be great co-partners with your spirit wherever we find ourselves. Lord, we pray for those who are suffering today, whether sick, injured, or oppressed. Be with them, supply their needs, and bring justice today, we pray. Lord, we pray for those who may consider us enemies whom we have injured or offended. Grant them your peace and enable us to be peacemakers. Lord, we thank you for your many blessings, including these. And now let us pray the prayer our Lord Jesus taught us. 
our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. As we depart this time together, go with these closing verses of Psalm 105. God brought his people out with rejoicing, his chosen ones with songs of joy. God gave them the lands of other nations. They inherited the wealth of many peoples, all so that they would keep his laws and observe his instructions. Praise the Lord. Go today in the grace and peace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We'll see you back here tomorrow. New Creation Common Prayer is a ministry of New Creation Community Online, New Creation Community Middleton, and Nampa College Church. You can find out more about our ministries by visiting nampacollegechurch.com. Today's song was Gratitude, performed by Ryan Gage and recorded and mixed by Drew McKellips. All scripture readings were out of the Common English Bible. Today's psalm reading was read by Caleb Daniels. Today's Old Testament reading was by Caleb Daniels. Today's epistle reading was by Caleb Daniels. And today's gospel reading was by Caleb Daniels. Background music for New Creation Common Prayer was created awesomely by Keller Gage. Today's devotion was produced and edited by Caleb Daniels.